0: The following is general advice only and should not be construed as accounting, legal, or any other professional advice. The details of your situation are fact-dependent, and you are advised to seek the help of a competent professional. What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to another action-packed edition of CPU Reviewed, the official podcast of another71.com. I am your humble host, as always, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA, CPA in the state of Kansas. Happy Tuesday to you. Today is, what is today, July 2nd, 2013. I don't think we've done a podcast since May 29th. I can tell that your life was not the same um without me. So, but here I am, I'm back. And uh <laughs> someone said someone said to me just a minute ago, you know, don't you know that you're that you're supposed to grow a a beard like in the fall and the winter. and I said, "Well, it's like it's like you have to plant the seeds so that at harvest time <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means." All right, on today's show, we have some, you have some questions, hopefully I have some answers, so here we go. Matt writes, I have the updated 10-point combo for auditing, do you think the combo will be enough to supplement my studies, and let me time out. Hope everyone enjoys the, um, the garage sale artwork that I'm rocking back there. <laughs> All right. It's a tiger, but someone said, someone asked me if it was a liger, uh, so it might be a liger. for all you Napoleon Dynamite fans. Alright, sorry Matt. Matt writes, I I have the updated 10 point combo for auditing. Do you think the combo will be enough to supplement my studies without having to buy another book? Or do I need to purchase updated videos for the Clarity Project? Alright, if you have the 10 point combo for auditing, that means you have the Wiley Test Bank, (sighs) Ninja Notes, Ninja Audio, Ninja Flashcards, and the new Blitz videos. Should you get a book? <clears throat> yes. If you're studying using only the combo, then you should also probably grab a book. Do you need to purchase updated videos? No. Because the, <clears throat> the odd 10 point combo covers everything that you need to know. For the Clarity Project, so you do not need to buy an updated review course, just for the Clarity Project. Ryan says on exam simulations do you can you earn partial credit for example if you're working on an income statement and don't present something net of tax do they look at something or do they look at the net income number or do they look at it line by line to see if you did each part correctly well if the blanks leading up to your net income number are numbers that you have to enter in then you will get partial credit if you just have to calculate it and then plug in the number, then obviously you wouldn't um, but as long as your blanks leading up to it are correct and then you goof up the last number then then obviously you won't get that correct, but you should get partial credit. Cedric writes in the ninja method, what at what point do you stop doing multiple choice questions and work and move on to rewriting the ninja notes. My concern is that I may use up too much time working questions and not leave enough time to rewrite my notes. If you're a crunch for time, the most important thing that you can do is do the multiple choice questions, not rewrite your notes. You should only rewrite your notes if you have, if you have uh, at least two weeks of time before your exam. If you are less than two weeks away, do not rewrite your notes. You don't have time for that. So, multiple choice questions, trumps rewriting your notes. <clears throat> and I'm just, I'm just now realizing <clears throat> that uh, mowing my yard last night and then doing a podcast is not conducive to not having, uh, not sounding like I'm all stuffy and, anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> George says, I got my score for FAR and I scored a 77. How do you keep the knowledge for a past section if you don't do that type of work? Uh, George, you can't. I mean, in theory, you pass the exam, and so now you meet the minimum requirements to serve the public interest. Yay. (laughs) But reality says uh, people who do audits and only audits, are they going to remember all the ins and outs of gift tax and estate tax Have they study for reg, probably not. And so, people who just do corporate tax returns and only do taxes, are they going to remember all the ins and outs of internal control frauditing? Probably not. And so, hey, you passed, maybe you look over the materials now and again, but most people don't. So. Whatever area that you work in, be it audit, tax, bookkeeping, whatever, just be an expert at that. And then if there comes a day where you jump back into tax or audit or whatever you you normally don't do, then go back and study that, and then go full bore into that. But the stuff that you don't do on a daily basis, I would guess most people don't worry about. Christy writes for the multiple choice question of far approximately what percentage of multiple choice questions are actual problems, in other words, computation they have to be worked. I don't think they put that number out, so it's hard to say so sorry I don't have a <clears throat> I don't have a good answer for that. I don't know um I wouldn't worry about it so. Just make sure that when you're studying for FAR that the sections that have computations that you just study them and uh, know them well. Laura writes in, in your experience, how much of an impact will the new audit material have on the exam? Well, historically when there's new information, the AICPA will test it slowly. I mean, it's not like you're going to go in and take this Brand new exam on the clar. I think now that I do video, well, actually, <laughs> you, you don't see it, but when I when I'm recording like the ninja audio, I'm doing this too. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> it's not like when you uh, go in and take the new auditing exam that it's going to be just this high intensity exam about the clarified auditing standards because they're still testing both ways of doing things, and so. I think they will implement things slowly, and sure, they will test on it, but I think that if you know the minor tweaks between the two, so how the audit reports have changed, some of the uh, terminology changes, which I outlined in the Ninja Notes and Blitz and Ninja Audio, but I would not stress out about it. <clears throat> if I were taking the exam, I wouldn't worry about it. I, I personally would not be worried about it. I would just know the differences and that's it. Diana writes, I want to complete the exam by the end of 2013. What sections would you recommend that I study for first? Based on my time frame, should I try and complete two sections in one window? So this is the beginning of July, so you can take an exam early August, Take another, ex- <clears throat> take another exam late August, So you have September to study, take another exam. Mid-October, take your last exam uh, late November. Do I think it matters what section you take first? No. All else being equal, I would take FAR first. Um, or, Or maybe you take auditing first because it might be in Q4 that they test more of the clarity stuff. So, after they have a whole window to look at the data and see how people are responding to the questions. So, maybe, yeah, maybe take auditing in July and August. Far in auditing, July and August, Reg and BEC, October, November. Stay Hall writes What is the best way to study for Reg? I have the 10 point combo and the Wiley book. So, in other words, you're not using a video course. Read the Wiley book chapters. Take notes, work the questions. Read the Ninja notes, whatever you can. Listen to the Ninja audio, because you have it. Uh, Every time you get in your car, every time, you know, if you're sitting at your desk working on spreadsheets, listen to the Ninja audio. You got the uh, the uh, the flashcards on your phone or your desktop. So just just treat the Wiley book like you're going through a video course, but you're just reading the chapters instead of having some instructor read it to you. Agatha says, should I start studying before I schedule an exam, or schedule and then start studying? I think that, People who study but don't schedule their exam, they don't have like a target date, so they never get around to taking the exam, they drag it out, they drag it out over a couple of windows. Schedule so that you have a definite goal. It's like, (laughs) I'm not a runner. Uh, I hate running. It's because I, well, I could go into how I had asthma as a child and (laughs) but who cares about that, but I'm not a fan of running. But if I were running for a, if if I were um, preparing for a race, if I didn't have a goal, you would, my butt would not be out there at 5 a.m. running, okay? But you have to have a goal, once you have a goal, then you start sacrificing. You're not going to sacrifice if you don't have a goal. So, set the exam and then do it. Ruby says, "I just took the reg exam and went through all four testlets, but clicked on quit instead of submit at the end. I received a confirmation letter that I took the test. When I signed up from from Prometric, will my test be graded? Will your test be graded? I think so. Is there anything to do at that at this point? No. But would I worry about it? No." Mariella asks, "I'm right. I'm planning to take FAR at the end of August." Do you have any recommendations to supplement my studying? I'm getting the 10 point combo light. But I don't know if I should get a book. Yes, you should get a book. She says, I'm getting an old, I have an old review book from 2011, trash it. I don't know if there's any changes that have taken place. Uh, Since 2011. I don't remember. (laughs) There's so many updates. but. Get a 2013 book, you're getting the 10-point combo light, which comes without the test bank, so maybe you get, unless you already have study software, you should you should get study software. So you get the full combo. Um, so have there been any changes to FAR, starting in quarter three? No, not in 2013, so if you have the updated, well, if, if you get the 10-point combo, you're good to go for updates. Get a book, you're good to go. Sam says, I work for a big four, do you know whether passing the exam on my anniversary date is considered passing within one year? In other words, eligible for $5,000. I don't know. I'm not a big four alum, so, I would go to the another71.com forum, there's a lot of big four people on there, and uh, ask, they would know. Jen writes, what is your advice for a career-changing adult with no accounting experience, but is hoping to find a job after passing the exam? Well, assuming that you pass the exam by like sometime in Q4, 2013, like your local mom and pop CPA firms, they are gearing up for tax season. And so, if you want to get a job with no experience, there's no better way than to jump in during tax season, uh, because that's when they need you and then just do a really good job, and then hopefully they'll keep you uh, for the rest of the year when they don't have as much of a workload. You can do your 941s, 940s, sales tax returns, bookkeeping, all that good stuff. But that's the best way. Tax season is a great time to get a job. And I think, I think um, from everything that I've read, the job market right now is booming. So it's a great time. The job market is moving for accountants, CPAs. Jess, Jess asks, "If I'm licensed, if I'm a licensed CPA in one state, can I refer to myself as a CPA in another state? Or I'm not licensed? No, <laughs> that's a big, big no-no. You cannot do that. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you hold yourself out as a CPA, you need to be specific as to what state, because It's not a, obviously, it's not a national license. It's a state license. And so, you have to be very specific about what state you're licensed in, because different states have different rules about uh, being licensed and all that good stuff. And uh, different states require an ethics exam. So, uh, if you want to refer to yourself as a CPA in another state, go through the reciprocity process and cover yourself. All right, well that was, how long was it? That's 15 minutes. Hey, 14, well, okay, 15 questions in 15 minutes, so I need to do one more. Danielle writes in, Danielle writes in, sorry, Danielle, your name's not Daniel. Danielle writes in, how do I regroup after a 70 on FAR? What do you concentrate on, or do you just start from the beginning? Unfortunately, I have credit for three sections, and now I have credit for two since so I didn't pass far. Uh, I don't care if you score a 50, a 70, or a 74. You have to go back, start over from scratch, and redo everything that you did to get that 70, or to get that prior score. Redo everything that you did to get that score, and then do more. So get a cram, do multiple choice questions. You have to do more. but. Uh, you cannot just, hey, okay, I'm at a 70 today and do a little bit more. because you're not at a 70 today, you're at a zero today. <clears throat> well, actually, that's not true. You, you can probably roll in and take the exam and, uh, I don't know, without studying, score a 50. I once took audit without studying and scored a 69, and I was pretty darn proud of myself for that. <laughs> My NTS was expiring, but uh, no, you have to st- start over, Don't cut any corners, start from scratch, et cetera, et cetera, and add on to what you previously did. All right, everyone, 17 minutes, not bad. Have a good week, send your questions, jeff at another71.com, or go to another71.com, click in the upper right-hand corner, Ask Jeff, and it will appear in a future edition of the podcast, or call the podcast hotline, area code 323834. 9132. That's 323 834 9132. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for watching. Your life is now complete again because the podcast is back. So (laughs) take care. I'm not impressed by your performance. See that? He's being funny.